This is a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell. And today I'm joined by one of my good friends, Ariel Messery. She talks about something that we all dealt with a lot during this quarantine. Dating. I feel like people either got together, broke up, or even had a baby during this pandemic. And she joins me and shares her experience. She up and moved to L.A., started dating a guy, and once they hit about the year mark, that's when the pandemic hit. So I hope you enjoy her experience. Oh, I mean, I've been really good. Why did you have to move from New York back to Oklahoma? The only reason I moved here is because my rent is I have a two-bedroom townhouse, what I'm staying in right now. And I'm just staying here through the pandemic compared to what I was staying with in New York. I had four other roommates and I was just having a bedroom. And now I'm paying 650 and I was paying 1300. Was it like literally in the heart of downtown or something? Oh no, if I was staying in the heart of downtown, like my best friend who was up there, he was staying in the heart of downtown in Chelsea, which is like prime real estate. His apartment was 2300 a month for four roommates. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what I'm saying. And like, and he still, yeah. And he had, but no, he had his own bathroom. That's, <laughs> I feel like, man, even that's, in California, we don't have those kind of prices. Like, well, cause y'all actually was, have house. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know it's, it's been eventful for us all. Uh, eventful and. Un- Give me a little background about where you've been hanging out, what you've been, do- oh, where you've been staying during the pandemic, okay? Okay. Yeah. So I'm Ariel Messery, that's how you say it. And um, I live in Huntington Beach, California. I live with my boyfriend. We have a cute little house that we rent with two grandpa dogs. They are Meatball and Rex, and they are like uh, 13 and 14. Rex is the older one, but Meatball, the French Bulldog, he's, you know, does all that classic snoring and French Bulldog noise stuff. It's cute. And we just have a good time. Although I did get furloughed from my job. I work in Irvine and I'm a waitress at a steakhouse. So I did get furloughed pretty early on into this entire pandemic. And my boyfriend who does loan officing actually started working from home. So it was just like crazy because it does go from i remember i was just thinking about this the other day the whole it's starting out at like three weeks and then four weeks and everybody realistically because this is never something that's happened before that so many of us have never experienced we genuinely were believing all of that right in the very beginning like oh three weeks like you know what guys let's do our duty of you making sure we stay home and do the right thing and try and, you know, like, we're not going to whatever, even though it's like some, like springtime and summertime starting, like everybody like behave yourselves. So it was just crazy. Cause then it suddenly is like, boom, like three months has gone by and I still haven't been working. I did gain some weight. I just was trying to, I can my tell. Time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. All right. I already lost the quarantine weight. I'm, so I'm, I'm, hold I'm, on. <laughs> That's funny. I'm joking. But yeah, I did kind of go crazy just like everybody else. Just cause I feel like, especially being the fact that I'm a fucking Leo. Okay. Yeah. I thrive off of even just going to work and being a waitress being like, 
Hi, welcome to Fog with the Show. Like, what's up, guys? How are you today? Like, talking to people, selling stuff, or just having conversation, talking to my coworkers. Like, I haven't really made that many friends here, even though um, I'm from Oklahoma and I've lived here for like almost two years. It's going to be two years this January. Like, and I still am like kind of sparse on friends. I'm also pretty picky because I feel like it's really, really important to have good, good ass people. And I'm very much like, because uh, I want to like invite you over and like feed you all the time and just like spend time and like love. Like I love good, good friendships. Oh, I miss it. I miss my friends back home too. But so it was like very shocking. I'm so lucky that I have my boyfriend and of course I was in a dark place too. And really when I get to those places, I just um, try and create stuff. I like got really into embroidery. I ended up buying a sewing machine. So I was like using wow. my sewing machine to try and make face masks and just, oh, you know, nice. other okay. stuff. And yeah. yeah, just really tried to do that. Read a lot, uh, get further along in my Spanish learning. And how's, how's the Spanish going? I know you went from Oklahoma with no Spanish people to California. Are you at least conversational? I'm pretty conversational, I'd say, yeah. and I, right now I'm just really being able to work on, like, being able to do both, like, informal and formal, so okay. that way I, like, I don't know, that's uh, important to me, so, but I'm so also trying you... to learn Korean right now as well. Why that's Korean? I, I know there is a huge Asian population in California, but why Korean specifically? Korean specifically because my boyfriend is half Korean, and even though he actually doesn't okay. speak any Korean, so it's not for him. It's because I'm gonna go meet his mom, and his wow. mom is from Korea. Yeah. And even though she's lived here for you know like his whole life, still That's it's like really yeah. cool. Like she still has a really cute like thick accent, and we've actually like never met. And me and my boyfriend are having like our two year anniversary coming up soon, so we're gonna like fly home, and I'm gonna meet them actually in like 14 days. Oh but, wow! So where's home? Yeah. Where's home for him? Hmm? Where's home for him? You said fly home. Oh, actually, he's from Chicago, but he, like, the family relocated to Tennessee recently. Okay. So, That's like, where you're going. his mom and his sister with, like, her two kids and his husband and, like, his dad lives out there. They all, like, literally relocated, even though they've all lived in Chicago forever, like, which is too bad because I'm, like, I'd much rather fucking go to Chicago, but Tennessee's still cool, like. As long as it's, like, Nashville, you know, Knox, you're okay. Right? I don't know. I don't know how far they are from the city. I'm like, whatever, I'm used to it. I am from a red state, but I do like being in such a, you know, blue area. Although I didn't know living in Orange County, it still is a little bit more like you have a Republican streak here, which I was like. Girl, you're in Orange County. You should know what you're into. That is a, that's not LA. (laughs) Well, I mean, bless, bless you. It's just like. Literally, I, why would I know? Like, I literally visited here one time over the summer. I, like, just turned 18. I visited here, and I went to a few house parties in Huntington Beach and just met, like, surfers and skaters. And I was like, oh, my God, everybody that lives here is hippies and so fun. And, like, oh, this is the best place ever. I could totally live here. Like, look at all these houses. It's not, like, a big, scary city everywhere. Like, there's actually real roads, and, like, people are nice. It's okay. So it was, like, a year and probably, like, a year and three months or something after that that I like saved up enough and I just booted my ass out here by myself I didn't know a single friend or anything so 
then why would I know? <laughs> <laughs> why would I know? But yeah, it's okay though. I've been thinking like, it depends on where my acting career goes, but I might be moving to LA like maybe in like the next year or two, just even if I live there like part time. But right yeah. now, the commute isn't that bad, and I'd rather pay more gas money than live in LA because it is kind of scary. Okay, tell me a little bit about how far Irvine is from LA, and first, first. And, and then kind of go into why you initially moved from Oklahoma to LA, and like how scary that jump was for you. Well, from Huntington Beach to LA, it's like a forty-five minute drive. Strip with traffic, like if there's decent traffic, it's 45 minutes still. You don't go during traffic times is the key. <laughs> okay. And you know, I understand like sometimes California does get kind of trafficy, but I personally haven't had like a horrible like, oh my God, I'm like an hour late to my thing or been like in dead stop traffic for longer, like than a crazy amount of time. It will make you like 10 minutes late or something, but that's not the end of the world. I feel like people definitely dramatize it a little bit, but if you just are smart and you're not trying to, and you can, if you can plan around, like not having to travel at the peak times, which is like five o'clock or like it can sometimes start at like three o'clock, you know? Yeah. But yeah, then it's like still going to be with traffic. It would be like more like an hour. Okay. Not too bad. But an hour, considering, like, I can still live here and pay a lot less in rent yeah. and, like, be, like, I'm literally 15 minutes from the beach, so I go to the beach all the time mm. and, like, roller skate or do whatever and, like, you know, so it's just nice because I'd rather do that and then just when I'm, like, auditioning or going to, like, whatever, I'm just, just drive out there and it's chill. I don't really mind it. And I honestly love driving here because palm trees and mountains are just in the view like at all times and it's so crazy to see both in the same like with in the same like little landscape yeah. it's just like it's trippy it still trips me out like i just went to the mountain a few days ago to try and do some snowboarding and fucking like there's still palm trees like leading up to it and it's like how is this here like there's snow up there there's palm trees right here <laughs> but i moved here because honestly I always knew that I was going to live here. Okay. Like, even before I knew, I knew. Like, my parents and my family say that, like, at family reunions or just, like, when they were hanging out at our place, that even as, like, a little kid, I would always be like, I want to live in California. And I'm, like, young enough that way. I don't really remember saying that. But apparently I always even talked about, like, I want to live in California for when I was, like, little. And it's just something you always hear in songs and see in movies. And it just sounds like so glamorous and wonderful and that it just seems like, wow, that's where like all the money's at and like successful people live there and like people that are like models or actors. And I've always been in drama and choir and theater and done competitive this and that. So it's like, yes, like it's always just, I've always felt drawn to this place because I feel like you come here if you're creative and if you're trying to like make your dreams big. And if you, even if you do come here by yourself, like everyone here is a transplant, I feel like, 90 literally 90 percent of the people i meet are not from here like even though i live in california and i have for two years i'm like 10 percent of the people that i meet maybe are like actually from here like born and raised yeah and then all the other people are from some other place in the world and they came here just again because they're like it's so beautiful like i came here because i wanted to do acting and i wanted to be closer to the beach like and see palm trees every day and freaking like be able to drive 
two hours and go snowboarding and like just it's so cool like such a melting pot of diversity too it's really neat I just like the the scene even though I haven't made that many friends and people can be kind of conceited assholes <sighs> this it's just you know uh, it's it's rough all over <laughs> like no matter where you go you're gonna run into that and I'm gonna find my tribe eventually okay. so I'm, I'm remaining hopeful and just kind of doing my thing trying not to get distracted and just living life so do you wonder why you haven't made so many friends with everyone if you feel like everyone is a transplant and moving there do you wonder why it is still so hard to find your niche and find your tribe I do because I'm like ah oh, you know it's not that I think I'm the best person ever and that everybody wants to should be my friend it's more like man I just feel like I do my best in you know these encounters that I have with people to just be like genuine and have a good time and just you know be my authentic self and also just give like love even just on minimal or like more levels if that's like listening to them so they can like vent or if that's just like hey like let me take care of your lunch like we're just hanging out like whatever it is just like I just want other people to have a good time I feel like I'm always trying to like host others when we're hanging out too that's the Leo in me mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's just like I don't know for whatever reason it just like it's like just isn't clicking I really think about it and I think maybe I'm too much or maybe um, that definitely people it, yeah. are just a little bit like I'm just thinking like self-involved and I can't always take it personal okay I you know I've had like little friendships that the last a couple months and then I just don't hear from that person anymore and that hurts more but that has happened more than a few times and yeah. I'm just like you know what I I don't know but I'm just waiting for the right person to come along because I have so much love to give <laughs> and I just want a good girlfriend that I can like have over so we can like drink some wine or wear face masks or like so I can be like hey I make I'm making like homemade pasta and spaghetti like like homemade spaghetti and meatballs tonight come on like come over let me feed you but like you know <laughs> I just want to be able to do those kind of things or like throw a cookout and have a couple of people over so no maybe that's just too old-fashioned because I think people around my age want to do other stuff they want to like be partying all the time and I'm like I've been to like I'm a nerd. I'm exposing myself now, <laughs> but I'm, I didn't party in high school. Like, obviously I was really involved in my extracurricular activities and I didn't go to my first party until I was a senior in high school. And my mom pulled me out of that party. <laughs> I don't know. I want to get in that scene. I want to party. I want to rave, but it's just like, it doesn't come to me. I try oh. and like seek it out, but it's like, it r runs away from me every time. So, but I already got like all my like rave gear and then like the pandemic happened and that was like about to be my first rave. And then also I just, you know, turned 21 in the middle of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I haven't been able to like go to any bars or clubs or do anything social like that. Like I haven't gone to a single party because I'm trying not to catch COVID again. Again? Oh, yeah. you've been out here in I these streets catching work. COVID? Oh, at work. Okay, that's understandable. You were in... I caught it from my job, okay. but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. How, how was your experience with COVID? Um, well, it actually, I'm lucky. I had a pretty, I guess, good experience. It was just like um, confusing because I didn't know. I feel like there should be a warning label on rapid tests that they're actually up to like 50% inaccurate because I was feeling like I have allergies and uh, I just felt kind of like off. Okay. So I was like, better be safe than sorry. Cause I work in a really high risk environment. My 
like all the customers in my restaurant, even though we were doing outside dining, but at that time we were actually doing out uh, inside. Okay. We were still doing inside dining, so everybody's not wearing their masks, and this is like a buffet kind of style place, so we bring everything out to them, and they stay there for a really long time. So these people are here for like two hours, and like, even though I wear a nice mask that like seals well, and I'm the only person on my team that wears gloves, I caught COVID from my job, I swear, because I only go to like work home, work home. Yeah. And they're not fucking like hanging out with people. It just sucked. But um, it was just like, I felt kind of like allergies. Anyways, I went and got tested and I got a rapid test and then it came back negative. So I was like, okay, I'm negative. So I went to work for like four days, three, four days. And like on that fourth day, I received a call from my boyfriend while I was on break at work. Cause I like saw some text messages from him. I'm like, what's going on? He calls me and I'm on break at work. And then he's like, Hey, so, uh, I'm running a high fever right now. I'm at like 104 and I just lost like my taste and smell. Like I'm trying to like smell everything in the house and it's not really working. So just letting you know. And I was like, okay, well, Hey, thanks. So <laughs> I went in and I was talking to my boss and I was like, listen, I'm, I'm pretty conflicted right now because I just got a negative result. But I also just received a call from my boyfriend that he's exhibiting all the symptoms of COVID-19 and I still feel kind of funny. But again, I just got a negative result. So what do I do? And she was like, you need to leave. And I was like, oh, so she sends me home. And then from that point on, we're just like quarantining. I get a test for like two days after that. And we both get tested and have to wait like a week for our results. But then they come back positive. So we tested positive for COVID. And then I had a test like four days after that. So I went back and got tested again because I was trying to get a negative to go right back to work. And then it came back positive again. So I still, it was like in my system, but during that whole time, I probably felt sick for like a max of five days and it wasn't even like sick, sick. I just felt like, oh, my nose is kind of stuffy and runny and like, I just had like some headaches and stuff, really like pretty minimal. It hit my boyfriend really, really hard because we are, yeah, he's a little bit older than me. So he did experience a lot harder, poor guy, but he definitely made it through the other end, which we're glad about. But that's also recently why huh oh i said cheers to that yeah totally it was just like scary still to be like you know anytime you have like breathing problems it's not cool that was his first time i still never even got any of those kind of symptoms or really even like ever coughed or anything so that just made me freaked out too because i'm like i can't believe i was so asymptomatic the whole time and i tested positive for it two times in a row and then like that was like after like three weeks, like three weeks going by and I'm doing all this like quarantining and everything. And I still go and test positive. It was just like, my gosh. So I still had to wait a while and then I got retested and I finally got a negative test, but it was just like crazy. And yeah, I'm lucky, but it hit him a lot harder, but I'm definitely lucky for my response. I just think, yeah, you just don't know how it could affect you. Like I'm lucky that it did affect me that way. Because honestly, I've damaged my body a lot with other stuff, so I'm surprised. <laughs> but yeah, take it seriously, people. Okay. All right. So uh, you talked about how you and your boyfriend were already living together mid-pandemic. How long were you living together before it hit? Or how long were you dating before it all just shut down? I think we had just, yeah, we had just had our one year. Or, Yeah. One year anniversary. Yeah, because our one year or our two years is going to be in February. So February 26th had just passed Mm -hmm. because then it was on like right on St. Patty's Day that my job was like, hey, we have to close. 
So, do you think you were you were pretty comfortable with each other seeing each other every day when it all shut down? Yes, and I mean, we used to living with each other, although it still was like a next level of I've always been like a full-time worker. I always like have jobs where I'm working like 48 to you know, 58 kind of like hours a week. Yeah. And so I'm always like out of the house a lot. So we just hang out like when I get off work because I always go in and then like just work double after double, especially during this time of year. It is crazy, crazy busy always as a waitress. And I mean, you've done like restaurant jobs, so you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, um, it did kind of put some strain on us just to be like together so much because especially because he works here too. So it was just like sometimes it's hard to have like no privacy you know, just, but that's like normal and just kind of feeling like, okay, like you have nothing to talk about for sometimes just because you're like, <laughs> like, I know how your day is going. <laughs> you're here. People <laughs> like, make the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, that's when you just start. Like, we, um, we did get a dartboard. So, what, is, dart what was the dartboard for? Was it to like plan activities or what? No. Just to play darts? Just to play darts like an okay. actual like the electric ones but with the soft tips so that, like you can play some of those longer games without having to write everything down okay man that's so intense it was like without having to i was thinking you did it to like all right let's get each other some free time all right if i make the bullseye you have to leave for five hours like I, I, that's what i thought the dartboard was like a bullseye to be like all right let's mix it up a little bit in the house like let's try something different <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> No, we do kind of be like, okay, I'm going to go be productive on my computer for 20 minutes or something like that, which that's chill. Or like, we're both like into to-do lists. So we try and do stuff like that and just get out of the house by going to the grocery store. Because that's what I I feel like that's the hardest thing is trying to find that specific, because each of you need your alone time, you know, for each of you to regather your thoughts and feelings and like recoup. So I'm like, how do you find that alone time between each other without being an asshole about it? And tell them, I just need to get away from you for like 30 minutes to an hour to kind of just be by myself. How do you do that amidst a pandemic? You know, I'd say the the key is just like, perhaps not labeling it as so. So it's like, for me instead, I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to go paint my nails or like, I'm going to go do my hair or my makeup or something. And then it's like, there we go. So now I just come in here, got my little space or maybe I'll be like, Hey, I'm just going to practice tarot for a little bit. So he just knows like, okay, just leave me alone for a minute. Cause like, I'm actually trying to like get into a whole different zone and I've got my like different candles lit and stuff. So it's like, it's fun because that really gives us the, yeah, definitely that chance to take a breather. And I know he likes it, too, because he really loves to be productive and is also just into all about, like, how can we, like, advance ourselves? Not yeah. to, like, a talker point, like, obviously. Yeah, it's not win at all costs. It's how do we be productive and improve, be better than yesterday. Yeah, just, like, I don't want to look back on my whole day and be like, fuck, I wasted my whole day. Like, I at least want to do, like, a few things that are meaningful and I yeah. feel like especially I started um growing marijuana again yeah. in my closet so that's yeah. been a whole other project and that's really what I'm good at is I'm like if I don't have a job 
well, I'm just going to make like all these other little jobs for myself. And I'm going to like take on a whole grow and start a winter vegetable garden and get like a whole cooking hobby and learn how to bake better. And then like also get better at tarot and like learn Spanish and like read some books and, you know, like just try and like do some shit. So that way I'm not like, uh, I just played floppy bird all day or something crazy. Can you imagine? Is that like (laughs) a synonym to angry birds? No, Flappy Bird. That's that old game. It got deleted, though. Oh, didn't play many games on my phone. I'm pretty old school with the old smartphone industry. Like, probably the only game I played on my phone is Scramble with Friends. If Oh, yeah? That was the name. Of the, like, yeah, the whole, oh, yeah. yeah, the Scrabble you game. Trivia Crack? Not at all. Not that I've really experimented with too many drugs, but I'm usually, like, I can take it. I can take it. I can handle <laughs> it. <laughs> but just the drugs, guys. Nothing else. Get your minds out of the gutter. I want to know how to say that's what he said or that's what she said in every language. Can you imagine? That was just so funny. It's Korean. Okay. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I wanted to say hi. He didn't. His camera showing, but yeah, he's just about to bike to the store, so he was inviting me because I like to ride the motorcycle. It's fun. Oh, I mean, I wanted a motorcycle for the long. Every time I want to get a motorcycle, then everyone's like, "Don't get a motorcycle, please don't get." And then they want to cry and tell me, "Don't get a motorcycle," and it just yeah talks mad. Really? Yeah, because. And the only person in my life who's ever told me to get a motorcycle is my mom because she's obsessed with dudes who have motorcycles. So she's just like, yeah, it's sexy. I love being on a motorcycle. And everyone else is like, you'll die. Don't get a motorcycle. Don't do it. Like, and it's like yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And then it stops uh, me. I guess, like, it is dangerous. And you really want to get, like, a license and get some good training before you go out on a motorcycle. And then you don't want to go on highways until you've driven on city, city streets for a little bit, you know, because you just go so fast on highways and people don't look. Yeah. So I understand. But I just think, like, you just ease yourself into it. People probably say that because they know that you're about to, like, hop on a fast road and be like, yeah, yeah. So they're like, no, Darnell, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Like, you'll shoot your eye out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want a motorcycle. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, if you're like, yeah, like, I'm going to, you know, take some training courses and, like, like, actually make sure, like, you feel comfortable and confident in riding and then you know what kind of bike you want to get. and Because they usually, like, I think you can buy something like that. I don't know. Everything is out there Ever. so as long as you're not chasing speed then i have confidence that you will survive yeah so did you do any different dates that you wouldn't have normally done during the pandemic did you were you creative did you create anything new yeah i would say what were we, those things yeah we definitely like to make a big blanket for it and pillow area to watch movies and we'll make like different kinds of popcorn. Okay. And that was things that weren't normally going down pre pandemic. No, I can't think of a time we did it before. Now <laughs> we'd go to like the actual movies or, you know, we like actually like to go to the cinema, Yeah. but yeah. And COVID times now is like, Hey, let's bring out, like we have like a little mattress we'll bring out 
got a little like some blankets thrown down. It's fun. We do that. And for um, Valentine's Day, instead of actually going out to a restaurant, Rich actually surprised me with the whole like fake Italian restaurant. So he oh. like decorated the place and printed out menus oh, and cute. like it was really cute. And there was like an appetizer the main course and a little like dessert and everything it was like it was really cute and he served me up (laughs) (laughs) he was the chef and the waiter and he'd come out and be like and be like hello you know (laughs) (laughs) it was really cute and i have pictures of the whole thing so that was really cute um yeah just we have our little ways of just trying to also keep the romance alive making sure we like uh, have our little competitions. I feel like now we play a lot more board games. I don't know how dainty that is, but we didn't play that many board games, but we've like acquired now like Monopoly. We have like a whole poker set, a few different, we just have two different kinds of Uno, our darts. We like are all about games. I actually made us a like winner necklace. That's our trophy. Oh, wow. A winner necklace. <laughs> is it like the winner of the winter games? Like, what, what's the necklace? What do you have to do to win the necklace? You just have to win. But the thing is, the person who has the necklace has yeah. to be the one that offers the opportunity for it to be won. So, like, if it's just been, like, a week and we haven't played any games and then we're like, hey, do you want to play darts? And he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm kind of feeling lucky. Do you want to you want to try and win the necklace, bitch? And then he's like, oh, it's on. And then we will, like, play, like, a whole, we'll have, like, a tournament of, like, darts. We'll just play, like, two games of cricket or three games if it ends up being, like, a tie, you know, or whatever. But wow. it's fun. Wow, that's cute. Wow. <laughs> so then, like, then whoever wins gets the necklace, and then they hold on to it, and we have it, like, hung on my side or hung on his side. <laughs> I won't show it to you this person. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't even asking. I wasn't even asking. All right. I felt well, it was... no. <laughs> I just mean if the audience wants to see, like, sorry. Sorry. Can't get it. Can't get Is it just our voices that get recorded? No, it's the video. Now I definitely want to see it because now you're like, you can't see it. And I'm like, wait, what is so intimate about this necklace that I can't see? Oh, we're get we're getting the necklace. Okay. We're getting the necklace. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look. It's- it's just, um, you know, originally it was meant for a rave. So because I had a whole candy bead set and I was getting excited for my rave that I was going to be going to, my first rave, I like made a whole bunch of those like candy bracelets to be able to like give out to people. And I made this, but like when I was in the middle of making all these strands, I think it's when the pandemic thing had happened and like the thing closed. So then I was like, well, I have like half of it made. So I just put winner spelled out right here. Okay. And now it's our winner necklace. And it used to be in better shape, but it gets roughed up. Uh, it's like way more flat. Now it's like a little bunch of beads. For the well, no, you have to wear it for the rest of the pod. Okay, you can't now bring it out and then not. True, and you know what? It is actually on my side, anyways. So I am technically the winner right now. All right, I don't want to get too deep, but for the listeners, okay, do y'all wear this during intercourse? Is is this like a proud moment where you're just like? <laughs> it has never happened before, but maybe I should suggest that. Maybe that's just my mind going there, where I'm like, definitely, if I won, like, I'm going to like 
state my dominance wearing my my winter because it, it looks very Native American, very Oklahoma of you with the colors, you know, but like you embrace oh. them roots. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I guess so. I, I, I have Native American in me, but yeah. not enough that I feel like I'm like I would go around claiming it. I'm still one. Like, oh, don't. I don't know of what tribe I need to be. I've actually had an ancestor DNA kit sitting in my house. And I've been, when I moved cross country, I still brought it with me. I've had it for like three years now and I still have not done it. I was like, the you know, accent, where'd the accent come from? All of a sudden, it came out so fluent, too. I was like, All right, give me an Irish. Can you, can you, can you give me Irish? Tell me I'm going to win that pot of gold. Oh, man, no. No, you, you just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was I, trying to get... I feel like the, the only thing with accents for me that helps is if, like, you have um, an intro phrase or something. Like, that's what I call it. I don't know if I'm making this up. But it, like... Okay. So it's like, if you could change your fate, would you? And then you get into your more Irish accent, and it makes it easier for you to talk in a more Irish accent because you honestly just kind of take on the same, I don't know, tonal variances in this sentence that you first said. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. It, yeah, you were okay. good. Too. That was That's good. Like, just like uh, my best effort. I don't know. It, I don't actually ever try and practice Irish accents. <laughs> it took you like a while to get comfortable, but once you finally were getting comfortable talking, it was like it was feeling. You know, you were doing good, feeling but more. you were scared at first. Like you know, I'll if you're scared at it, like yeah, no one's good. No, at yeah, you just gotta commit. Yeah. You're right. Like, tell me what the Russian are. Is are the Russians gonna take over the land and be the greatest? Or is the Soviet Union gonna come back? I'm asking you, Ariel. <laughs> so, I feel. <laughs> Give me the drug money, you stupid slut. Is my favorite way to get inside of a Russian accent, okay? <laughs> because I just love it, and you always picture the most uh, bad ass russian bitch that you know is involved in the crazy <laughs> <laughs> i don't know much about the uh, soviet union though <laughs> i don't <laughs> hold on blah 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 I'm losing it <laughs> okay we're here <laughs> All right. I mean, how much do you like fish and chips, you know, and like to take people through whatever British people take people? I don't know where they take people. Hmm. Well, I suppose as a white person, it's almost actually unfair for you to propose a British accent for me because we actually do this for fun all the time. And it's really easy and it's dependent on what kind of British you're wanting because there's the more royal sounding proper type of british or the more kind of scotney almost dirty kind of sound it is definitely british. dirty it and unattractive like, yeah yeah it's so you can get kind of nasty country with your british accent or you can make it more gentle and like oh i'm actually a, a princess from england whatever you know it's silly <laughs> but i think that one's probably the most like easy and fluent one and then probably if i practice it more i feel I can do the Russian accent quite easily if I just practice it more. I used to do that one all the time, and I less so do it now. Okay, can you do my favorite accent 
which is the most superior and obviously reign supreme, the most beautiful women in the world, the French. Because oh, when a French man. woman talks, I can just, yeah, like my trip to, like when French women talk, I just sit there and let them say they will eat shit out of a donkey's ass and it sounds like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I actually don't, I've never tried to do a French accent and I have to try it right now. Yeah, you, you have to. Okay. <clears throat> I guess when I, no. <laughs> when I think of the Paris accent is, I think of, Pass me the baguette or something <laughs> like that. It's very, you know, just a very, I, it's hard to explain. I, I don't, it's hard for me to find the words, the words really to uh, describe in, you know, your language. <laughs> You're good. I'm okay, like... but I was able to my, uh, stutter my way through that. Yeah, that's what I was like. I didn't know if the stutter was on purpose or if it was like gimmicky. Well, like, yes, the French people they they always do the stutter. Yeah. You know, they stutter like they always do that when they're trying to talk. I just only actually had like, and I think that's the best way like pick up accents is just listening to people. Obviously, like I used to have a regular when I was a Hooters girl and. His name was Francois, mm -hmm. but and he would try and talk to me, but it was really, really so thick, such a thick accent. It was so hard to understand him, and he would actually even kind of get like rude because yeah. he's like, "You can't understand me," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm sorry, but like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Like, I'm trying to listen to your story, but like, was I supposed to laugh? Oh, sorry, like I couldn't understand what you're saying." <laughs> Do you think this lets you? really find the one or really know exactly what you want or you don't know what you want kind of like throughout this experience did did it influence how you feel about dating at all mm. or is it just kind of like eh wasn't too much different maybe had to do some different activities but at the end of the day it's kind of like I'm still the same person I'm gonna I guess it did it does make me feel a little different it does make you open your eyes to how much like you miss being able to go out and have those different like special romantic dates but it also brings a certain kind of closeness to get through something like this and makes like it fun to get creative with the other person and still figure out ways to make it work so that way both parties are feeling like good and happy you know so yeah. i feel like you've always felt that so you don't think any of that has really changed or? Well, I suppose not really. I feel like now I just realize how important it was before, mm -hmm. but it also how replaceable it is at the same time. So I guess not that important after all. It's like, yeah, just when you're with the right person, it's, it's fun no matter what, no matter what you're doing or, where you are, or if you're just going on like a, a date on the beach with a blanket and a basket, you know, like even those kind of things are still like highly enjoyable. Like me and my boyfriend loved getting down in the kitchen and just like throwing down like food, like all day. That's mm -hmm. like what we did all day for Christmas was just spend our whole day, like making like a casserole and some spinach dip and like a nice charcuterie board. Just like, it's a good time. So I don't know. I think it's just brought us closer if anything and made me realize like 
wow, I'm like, I'm lucky I'm, I'm with somebody like so tolerant of me. Mm-hmm. And that is for, for me, like so easy to tolerate as well, even on the days where we're kind of like, just, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. But you're still pretty rare and lucky. We haven't gotten in like an actual like screen match or argument really before, which is like trippy because we have been together for a minute. Wow. We just like that are very much years. so like, hey, I need to talk to you, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it just, that's really how, how far it gets. And then it's like, okay. No, I definitely learned the biggest thing in any relationship is communication. If you can learn to communicate your feelings with someone, at the end of the day, that's what's going to make a relationship work because people have been together for 15, 20 plus years and they don't know how to communicate their feelings to someone. And I'm like, how can you sleep next to one, do all these things, with, have kids with someone and not communicate your feelings with someone? So if you have yeah. that down, that's generally the most important part. I think that was the rule number one we agreed upon getting into this is like you just have to talk to me and i just have to talk to you because it's like everybody's natural instinct is to totally shut down but that does nothing gives you nothing goes nowhere and you don't learn to grow from that in any way so next question no all right (laughs) I want you to leave the listeners with this, all right? Tell them a little bit, how do you like, what are your love languages you like to receive? How do you receive love? And how do you like to give your love? Oh, good one. You know, do you know what the love languages are? Yes, the five love languages. What are they? Uh, Love languages is uh, touch. Uh, whether affection, however you like to, your sense, quality time, uh, words of affirmation, uh, acts of kindness, and uh, gifts. Did I say gifts? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think you did, so gifts might be the last one. All right, gifts. Gifts, well. And there's different ones on different levels, so you can have multiple ways you like to receive and multiple ways you like to give. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, my number one would be quality time. And then, like, right next to it, if not on the same level, would just be touch, which I just think is, like, affection and hugs and, like, PDA when you guys are, like, you know, just, it's not, like, <laughs> oh, no, standing yeah. line yeah. or just, like, yeah, I don't know, those kind of things. And I'd say that's my favorite way to receive love be those two things like quality time if it's like yeah you know hey let's do this activity and it's just me and you like yeah we both really good about like not having our phones out and just like being really in the moment and i'd say my favorite way to give would be like also touch words of affirmation i, I really believe in even if i don't receive them all the time that's fine it's more like i like to just be very like outwardly showering with and that's like in my relationship but also just through like all my relationships like with my friends and stuff i just want to be like your biggest cheerleader Mm -hmm. and supporter and yeah i'd say probably those are probably my top two ways that i give love yeah i admit i didn't know how much i cared about words of affirmation during the pandemic Till especially, and then if you're talking to someone long distance and not understanding, like, wow, I didn't know how much the words you say really are affect. Because you think, like, oh, for you to love me, I need you to, like, touch me and hold me and feel. But, like, your words do carry a little bit of weight. Yeah. 
you do. And also, like, just reminding people, because even though you might think somebody knows that, like, you love them, they could just be sad or having a bad day or just feeling, like, unloved, and they just need to be reminded, even if it's like, man, like, this person just popped in my head. Anytime that happens, I don't care if I have kind of shaky terms with this person and maybe we haven't talked in a few months like I'll swallow my pride any day I really don't feel like I'm a person with a big pride or with like a big ego and that allows me to embarrass myself and humiliate myself anytime I want which is a part of the freedom that I live inside and it applies as well to just hey if like I had a dream about this person or whatever it is like I'll, I'll reach out to them and be like hey I'm thinking about you and I hope you're doing good and like you are loved from afar still like I don't care I'm still loving you bitch <laughs> so yeah totally words of affirmation report you just gotta let people know yeah well thank you so much for talking here okay it was awesome having you on uh thank you for having me this was really nice I hope you edit a lot of that out <laughs> Oh, bye. Talk to me soon. Okay, have fun tonight. Whatever you're cooking. Have a good night. You and the boy. Thank you. Oh. See you later, friend. Bye. Bye.